Welcome to a Latter-day Family Podcast. I'm Todd Michael. I'm Amber Michael. And I tried to get Amber to do the intro today, and she said, maybe next time. No, maybe another time. Another time when I can gear myself up for it. You can't just throw just that words. at me one second before. It was your idea. You said, maybe I'll do it and throw them off. And I gave you a thumbs up <laughs> yeah. and refused to talk And then I was like, oh, shoot, what did I say? <laughs> Why did I say that? Uh, today, we are talking about your divine potential and capacity building and stretching yourself and realizing that <clears throat> most of us see ourselves by a very small fraction of the ability and the potential with which God sees us and kind of ideas of how we can increase that or how we can better see us see ourselves as God sees us. Um, and just to kind of start off the discussion, I this week I was talking to my mom on the phone and she said, well, I've discovered a great new feature on my computer. She has a laptop that she got from another uh, family in the ward. <clears throat> and she mostly just uses it to check her email and to do family history. And so I was like, oh, what did you discover? She's like, it'll let you pull up all of the photos that you have stored on your computer <laughs> and it'll play a slideshow of your photos so you can look at them all. <laughs> just like, you have no idea what computers are capable of, do you? <laughs> She's like, no, I don't. <laughs> but it's very similar um, to that experience is how we usually view ourselves. And I don't just mean Todd and Amber, but members of the church and people in general, but especially mm -hmm. members of the church who have the potential to understand their own potential mm -hmm. or the ability to have more, a greater access to a deeper understanding of their potential. Mm -hmm. We often settle for these really basic functions mm -hmm. and think that we're, you know, that we've reached our limit, that, that that's as much as we are needing to stretch or going yeah. to stretch. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I learned to do these 10 things. Yeah. My talents are complete. <laughs> but um, we're selling ourselves short. Yeah. So when you think of the word potential, what does it make you think of? Makes me think about possibility, like what's possible for you. Yeah. Like I was thinking, when I was thinking about that term myself, I was thinking about since we're, we do homeschool, so I teaching our kids and before we did homeschool i was like i can't do kindergarten homeschool because yeah. i'll have to teach our daughter our five-year-olds how to read and i was <laughs> terrified talk about that right yeah. i'd always talk about how i didn't think i could teach her how to read because we have a seven-year-old also he went to kindergarten and he came home and he knew how to read it was amazing to me um, and i was like i could never start from the beginning and do that with somebody so but yeah. you know we're now in what are we in April? <laughs> I couldn't remember what month we're in. <laughs> we're in, we're in April. a month of a different year from last year. <laughs> anyway, well, we started school in you know September. Yeah, so it's April now. We do have a five-year-old that can read. How'd that happen? <laughs> I taught wow. her how to read. But anyway, it's just like I could. I knew she had the potential to read from yeah. the very beginning, but she didn't know it. And she maybe still doesn't know it some days. She gets discouraged right, and yeah, stuff but, like that. But 
and then you had the potential to teach her apparently to read. that's yes, the flip you're side of the, the coin double, yeah yeah, so, not just her potential to. I thought yes. that's where you were going with this. I'm not done yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're not shelling before I'm even. I'm just done really with disappointed that you settled on just her part of it. I was like, <laughs> no, but Amber, your capacity increased. Okay. Okay, both I'll of our you spoiler alert. <laughs> both of our capacities increased. <laughs> but anyway, I knew she could read if I taught her. Yeah. And she can, but and I've been watching her progress sometimes very painfully, probably like Heavenly Father with us. Sometimes it's probably painful to see us see all know, the excuses like, we make. Yeah, when she some days yeah. when she's not in the mood to read, it's all excuses yeah. or it's all stalling I can't, I don't want and, to, and complaining and yeah. whining. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like you said, my potential as well. Like I didn't think that I had it in me to be teach our kids academics not like i think i'm a stupid person i think i'm an intelligent you just didn't have person. the experience I just didn't have the experience and i didn't want to let them down so yeah i didn't but by if anything mm. we i've learned that i can do those things if i set my mind to them and, right yeah. that's an interesting point with things that are more meaningful to you then yeah. you are more likely to doubt your ability yeah like if it's if it's mm. not a big deal you're like, oh, I'll just tackle it. What's the big deal? When the stakes are higher, then you have yeah. a greater chance of thinking, well, I could do some things, but I don't know if I could do yeah. that. If I'm just trying to learn some random skill, I'm like, that'd be kind of neat to learn. Yeah. And then I bomb at it. I can't figure it out. I don't really care. I'm, just, I'm okay to quit. Right. But if stuff, something means a lot to me, like that did, it means a lot to me to be able to teach our kids, but teach them well. Because... Right. I did see a lot of uh, examples growing up of homeschool teacher moms and dads that just had their kids home and they did right. nothing. They wanted a break. They didn't actually want to improve their child's education. Exactly. And that means a it lot for to themselves. Me. So yeah, that was something that I was, I took really seriously. Yeah. I think of, of potential as being like untapped ability or undiscovered power. Mm hmm. And the power is still in you. The ability is still in you. Mm -hmm. You just haven't figured out how to access it yet. Mm -hmm. And a classic example that I'm always going back to is with weight training and bodybuilding and strength training. Because it's it's amazing to think, like, and I'm not even that strong, but just looking at where I was years ago when I, like, especially if I look at when I was super sick and had lost a ton of weight mm -hmm. and was down just skin and bones oh, basically yeah. to where I am now I didn't have some dramatic surgery I didn't no. have muscle transplants I don't know if that's the thing but let's no. just pretend it is <laughs> 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 I didn't have you know some um, dramatic chemical treatment done to my I just used the muscles that I already had mm -hmm. to do harder and harder things with them and with every rep with every recovery period, mm -hmm. my capacity or my strength increased. Yeah. And um, our spiritual capacity, of course, is no different. There's a million things that we're asked to do on a regular basis that at the time may not seem like a big deal, mm -hmm. but can prepare us. And we've talked about this before with like accepting callings. Yeah. You accept a calling that maybe challenges you a little bit, yeah. but it, when you accept it, then when an even bigger calling comes mm -hmm. down the road, you can accept even more. Yeah. Or when 
that calling plus another calling comes down the road or when that calling plus a trial in your life or whatever it is and your capacity increases so that you can handle more. And it's not just negative. It's not just Mm -hmm. so the Lord can pile more trials on you. You need to deal with your trials because that can sound overwhelming and scary, especially for someone who's having trouble dealing with their one initial trial. Yeah, exactly. But it also goes to being able to help others, Mm -hmm. being able to lift others and being able to be just a more productive person Mm -hmm. because you get comfortable producing a certain amount of good or serving a certain amount of other of people or utilizing your time in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then when you need to add something else on, suddenly you find the way, the time to do it. You find the capacity to do it. Yeah. And I don't think if you had never done those initial things, most of the time it's people are just not ever going to get to that point. Yeah. They won't see that in themselves. Yeah. That's a great point. And it's interesting that all of that power, of course, doesn't come. I mean, it comes from within, but it doesn't just come from you. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely a relationship between you and God. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, it's the atonement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ that allows that to happen. Yeah, but like I, I want to unpack that more because it's easy to just say like, oh well, God get, God increases our capacity. Mm-hmm. God can help us do better things. Mm-hmm. But like, let's dig deeper. Why? How? What? What is it specifically that, in your opinion, that the atonement does that makes us go from where we are and then gets us to where we can be? Hmm. Well, one of the things that I was thinking of was just the fact that. Um, you when you believe in the power of the atonement, you don't get discouraged as easily as far as like, you know that missteps and things like that aren't going to just be, that's a black mark against you forever. Yeah. Because um, for me personally, when I take on something big that I don't think I can actually do, I know I'm not going to be able to do it perfectly. So if I think I have to do it perfectly, I wouldn't even try. Yeah. Forget it. (laughs) Like I'm not wasting my time on that. I'm not going to be able to do that perfectly. So knowing the fact that you don't have to do it perfectly, that you can make mistakes and that they can be moved past still Mm. is um, something that's really motivating to me. Mm -hmm. So as a person that just lets, I mean, I, I get discouraged. I don't know, like if I'd say easily, but in certain circumstances, yes, mm-hmm. I'd say I get discouraged. When you're unwilling to do something that seems futile. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's a pretty common thing. Yeah. Yeah. So just knowing that I can have a fresh chance, even after I've messed up, that's really encouraging to me. Mm-hmm. And it helps me to overcome some of the things that I think are not possible for me to do. Right. Yeah, I think about the word damned. Mm-hmm. I'm not swearing, you guys. That's a real word. <laughs> Our kids aren't out here. To- <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime anyone says any word like stupid or <laughs> dumb or anything idiot. like that. Yeah, or idiot, which is a common one in our home. Not about our kids, but yeah. we just say that in general. Yeah. Then uh, our five-year-old always has to announce you said a bad word. <laughs> and then if it's about a person, then that's, a, that's, we always say like, you can say stupid, but don't say it about a person. Yeah. So then uh, regularly we'll be like, this stupid idiot was blah, blah, blah. You said a bad word about a person. <laughs> so matter of <laughs> Just fact. like that. Just in that tone. 
little <laughs> five-year-old girl voice. Yep. Anyway, I think about the word damned and people, like there's a very literal interpretation of that word. If you think about a river and a beaver dam, mm-hmm. what does the dam do? It stops the water so that the water pulls up. It stops the progress. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about being damned, that's what it is. You, Your eternal progress, your spiritual progress is mm-hmm. stopped. Your sins without the power of, of the atonement of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. they are stopping you from progressing or, or in majorly inhibiting your progress. Yeah. And the ability to repent does two things. One, it allows you to reset on that course, but it also allows you to increase your rate of improvement. Mm -hmm. So if you think about when you're dragging around all of these unrepented sins, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like trying to let that water flow through this dam where, yeah, it's going to get through like some little bits and cracks here and there. But compared to if that dam is completely wiped away Mm -hmm. and poor little beaver home yeah (laughs) (laughs) and the original flow of the river can be restored Mm, yeah then that capacity is just that much stronger so and 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 realistically the atonement can do that time and time and time and time and time again yeah 70 times 7 unlimited we're not you know going to be held back if we make those same mistakes or similar mistakes so when I think about how that relates to our eternal progression, it's not possible to progress without no. the atonement. Yeah. All if all we're doing is just collecting up sin and mistake and damning action after action mm-hmm. at a very quick pace, we're going to be to the point where there's just no progress. There's yeah. no no improvement. Um and that's why I think why President Nelson has been emphasizing how repentance is a joy. It's a delight. It should be a daily delight mm-hmm. to be able to say, wow, I really screwed up on these things or I really let myself down or let these other people down or mm-hmm. let God down in these ways. I can do better. I can clear away. I started to build up these little sticks. Mm-hmm. That little beaver was trying to get me to slow down. <laughs> I'm going to clear these sticks to the side and throw them on the bank. Yeah. Really loving this analogy. By I can the way. Tell. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, the beaver is Satan. I know. I was imagining. That. I was like, <laughs> so this little beaver is Satan. He's all evil. He is a stick of profanity. <laughs> she is the log of pornography. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, Satan. Anyway, it's a funny image. <laughs> <laughs> That'll stick in people's memory. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Speaking of obstacles, what are those obstacles to us reaching our potential? Hmm. For me, one is self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Big one. You don't say. I know. As you know, <laughs> For our those listeners of you at home. may have figured out by now. <laughs> Amber's pretty awesome and doesn't know it yet. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's exactly. not what I'm trying to say. No, that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> okay. it's a fact. You're going to challenge me on it? No. Do we need to pause the recording and have words? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Thank you. Okay. Well, that's one for me. Self-doubt, not believing in myself. I will believe, though, if I believe that God's on my side about something that I think he wants me to do, I will do it 100%. Yeah. If so. Interesting. So that's why it always helps me. I mean, this sounds basic, but if I want, if 
I feel like I should do something and I pray about it and I get like a yes answer or like a good feeling, but then I'm like, okay, I'm on board. I can do it. Yeah. No matter how hard it is. Yeah. I've had that happen like, several okay, times God where won. things where I was like, this is impossible. I could yeah. not possibly do this. Yeah. And I felt like God was on my side. He wanted me to do it. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. and he helped me. It's true. You don't even murmur when that happens. No, like I'm pretty good at murmuring. <laughs> I didn't say that, but yes. I uh, know, but I did. <laughs> you always say you're murmuring. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I always say is stop forfeiting our blessings. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> Same thing. We just had to do this, and now you're murmuring and forfeiting all of our blessings. I know. Or at least most. Yeah, I'm a complainer for sure. Uh, one for me is a lack of effort. Mm -hmm. So... And I don't just mean in myself, but just one that I see a lot of. Uh -huh. People just want the growth without the effort. Yeah. And going back to my um, weight training parallel, mm -hmm. it's like saying, I want to just lift once and be a strong man. Yeah. And it's like, think about, how, you know, when you see a video of someone breaking some world record of, uh, you know, of a deadlift or uh -huh. of some amazing feat. What you're not seeing, but is implied, is thousands of hours mm -hmm. of effort preparing for that feat. Mm -hmm. And yes, there's a certain amount of genetics and, and things like that. But in many cases, they're just starting out as a more or less regular person who puts in the time, yeah. puts in the effort. And I think spiritually, too many people don't see that connection and they're like you know they look at the apostles and they're like oh well i couldn't i could never do that yeah i can never be that dedicated or, mm -hmm. um going back to one of my favorite examples of people that we know who use the word churchy well i'm just not that churchy mm -hmm. well you're not that churchy if you're never putting in the effort to be churchy yeah be churchy choose churchy mm -hmm. and that's their word i th i don't care for that word but i'm just saying yeah. like, choose to care about the gospel yeah it will become meaningful to you if you invest in it mm -hmm. it's not something that you just wander past and it jumps onto you and possesses <laughs> oh <God>. you <laughs> i know <laughs> like a friendly little cat <laughs> <laughs> well one of the ones that um, I that I had that I think goes right along with that one, and maybe is even the same, is complacency. And I wrote yeah. like kind of also like maybe ease. Like you'll, it's basically what we we're talking about earlier about. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah. I'm okay with where I am. I don't really want to grow that much. I'm you're, comfortable. Yeah, it's I was like just gonna say. Yeah, you you have so many conveniences and mm -hmm. comforts, and that's a huge one. I with think that one's really common. US. I think that's really common. And then you go to conference or you listen to conference and you hear about these people who are literally hiding yeah. in their garden from these insurgents who threaten them and tell them, you will die if you don't deny your faith. And they say, we're members of the church. We're staying. We're, we're going to feed you to the dogs. We'll be back. I know. Okay. So I guess when they're out of my favorite brand of... <laughs> fill in the blank food no. at the store that's not actually a trial no i know exactly <clears throat> i mean we all fall into that a little bit i'm i know like there's been times where we've had more things i guess on our plate mm -hmm. and then had a little bit of an easing off and mm -hmm. then it kind of used to more ebb and flow yeah and with the last few years though for us it's been pretty constant like trials effort and growth required. and effort yeah 
I yeah. mean, I've done murmuring recently where I was like, can't we just have a period of coasting for a little while? <laughs> <laughs> and then like, maybe that's not really okay, something I actually <laughs> wish for. <laughs> just an example of the murmuring, but, um, and then we watched that, 17 miracles movie and felt like, like total heels <laughs> she was amazing. waiting for her baby to die I know. she asked the little boy is she dead yet i know yet <laughs> i know it was awful so <clears throat> just we have it comparatively easy right. as it is so and that can lead to what i see as like a lack of will mm -hmm. so you are just unwilling to to be challenged yeah. like there's there's um you know trials that come upon you and then there's voluntary trials or voluntary discomfort and challenge you yeah. know like you can choose to to take on more things that provide more of a challenge like this podcast like mm -hmm. this has been a huge mm -hmm. pain in the butt most weeks yeah trying to find time. time yeah yeah planning for it trying to find time to record and thinking about the topics ahead of time right the nights when baby wakes up and we record 20 minutes and then have to scrap it and start over yeah there are plenty of added trials or or challenges that come with it mm -hmm. but it's our choice we could have just said well I'm not, and i don't mean that like oh, we're so great but yeah. i'm saying there are are things that happen to you and the things that you can choose that will stretch you and challenge you. And I think mm -hmm. the lack of will mm -hmm. to choose more challenge and choose more trials and choose more growth opportunities mm -hmm. is huge because there are endless distractions mm -hmm. that you can get addicted to, mm -hmm. but actual things that require effort, those don't look very popular to most people. Yeah. I felt like too, there are certain, for me, there are certain points in my life where I like level up, kind of yeah. <laughs> like to use the term, um, where I felt like I was, ex there was more expected of me after that because I'd gotten to that level yeah. and I wasn't, <laughs> it was like, for example, when I, um, when I gained my own testimony as a teenager, I remember like a specific general time period of it growing when mm -hmm. I was in seminary. Um, we we're studying the New Testament when I was a junior, I think, in high school. Mm -hmm. um, when I was reading the New Testament, I would feel the Spirit super strong all the time when I was studying about Christ, like in a way that I never had before. And then I had a specific moment where I had like a spiritual experience that was like, super strong for me mm -hmm. where I knew I had a testimony mm -hmm. of the church and I knew I had a testimony of Jesus Christ. And that was a huge turning point for me mm -hmm. after that, where after that I felt like God expected more from me. Like mm. now that I knew th mm -hmm. those things, he expected more from me. Mm -hmm. So like I have tried to surround myself with better people like better friends and yeah. take myself out of situations that were like my friends would use foul language a lot of times at school and stuff sure. like that. And to take myself out of the situations when I felt like it was harming my spirit right. more. Um, and to actually take an active part in studying the scriptures and taking my fast on Sunday more seriously and yeah. things like that. Just all those things. I felt like that was a huge turning point for me because he had expected more from me after that. He's like, I, I've given you the spiritual experience. So now what are you going to do with it? Basically. Yeah. yeah. So that was one for me for sure. And it's interesting because 
So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's the whole cliche of like, unto whom much is given, much is required. I don't mm -hmm. even know if that's a scripture, if that's just a saying. I can't remember. <laughs> I should know. I think it's in the scriptures I too. I feel, yeah, I feel like nervous it's a scripture. to say that. Yeah, I so think I'm it's, saying it's a cliche, but it's a scriptural cliche. I think it's in the doctrine. Um, but it's, it's important to remember that the Lord can't require more of you if you're not even giving him what he's requiring of you right now. Mm -hmm. So maybe, you know, for some, maybe that's just the first step is to try to realize what the Lord is expecting of you now. And if you're failing to do that much, mm -hmm. well, then don't expect him to, you know, make you or not make you, but to facilitate your growth. Mm -hmm. um, because if, if you're being neglectful, he's not going to dump more on you or give you more responsibility. Exactly, yeah. It won't get done. And, and yeah. he's a God of action. Mm -hmm. He's not going to give you a bunch of responsibilities that won't get done. He'll give them to someone who can do it. Yeah. Um, another one that I think of that is an important part of this though, is um, like lack of, I don't know how to word it, but like lack of opportunity, but because of the actions of others. Yeah. So like, you know, some people are in very restrictive situations, like whether they're with an abusive spouse mm -hmm. or they're, you know, or as a kid, you're with an abusive parent mm -hmm. or you're in a non-believing, you know, part member family yeah. or, um, you know, some people it's like their, their work or they're in military service and they mm -hmm. can only do so much or certain things where your spiritual growth kind of has to be, I don't want to say on hold, but maybe the, the, the rate at which you're growing isn't as great as it can be at other times, yeah. but because of external forces that mm -hmm. you can't control. I hadn't thought of that. But I think the important distinction is trying your, to recognize that difference of what can I control? Yeah. Because I think there always is something that you can control. Because mm -hmm. what you're talking about is a situation when you were in a very restrictive environment where the gospel wasn't a priority for a lot of the people in mm -hmm. your life, in your home. Mm -hmm. And you had a lot of opportunities or reasons to doubt yourself, mm -hmm. yet God still was able to work within you to give you that testimony and then show you your potential. Of, I expect more of you. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to help you accomplish more. Yeah. So um, while those are external layers that can be involved, I think it's important for people to not give up their ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely see a lot of, especially young people, I'll mm -hmm. be honest, mm -hmm. who just want to make excuses. Mm -hmm. And that's really popular right now is to make excuses, mm -hmm. especially with all of this woke garbage that's being crammed on everyone's throat of like, every everyone's lived experience is the only thing that's valid. And logic and reason and objective truth are actually systems of oppression. Yeah, And all this baloney that's just yeah. lies of Satan to say, you just default to whatever version of yourself you are and you don't have to try for anything better and that's just good enough yeah no sad. you're not good enough you're not smart enough and people don't like you <laughs> <laughs> do better be better <laughs> yeah. um because that's ultimately like it, where does this come from where does our potential come from from god who has the best view of our potential mm -hmm. god so if you follow that logic to its converse, mm -hmm. who doesn't want us to reach our potential, potential the mm -hmm. adversary, who wants to obscure our view of our potential and help us think that our potential is actually one small portion of what it is. Yeah. The adversary. Yeah. So everything that you see out there that cuts you down, 
that makes you doubt, that makes you think that you're just fine the way you are, your default, you were born this way. Mm -hmm. You know where that's coming from right away at face value. You don't even have to question it. Yeah. To put it simply, your life is like an action movie. <laughs> you know, speaking of action movies, <laughs> I uh, may have recorded a commercial for you. Yes, you, the listener, and your life as an action movie. Go ahead and take a listen. In a world where moral agency is given to all, and obedience to the commandments is what protects you from the powers of darkness, only one covenant path can be chosen. Only you can reach your divine potential. Will you do what it takes to endure to the end? Why is God making all these bad things happen? I'm an agent to act, not an object to be acted upon. I don't know, bruh. It kind of feels like we should just blame God and rich people for all of our problems. That's what I see a lot of other people do. Wickedness never was happiness. Eat, drink, and be merry. YOLO! And tomorrow we die. Let God prevail. I don't know why I need to pray. How do I know God is even listening? Hear Him. Why does the church need all that money? I'm going to stop paying my tithing. Make it a trillion. This summer, you choose your actions. This life has not yet been judged. All right, I'm 90% sure that's not cringe and it's pretty funny. <laughs> but if you found it to be cringe, eh, so be it. Better luck <laughs> next week. Care. No, I don't care. Um... So we were talking before we were recording, we were talking about a really interesting concept that I like. And um, well, I'll let you say it because you're the one who brought it up. Well, something I was pondering was that it's so much easier to see potential in other people than in yourself. That's at least for me. Yeah. Um, I can always see all these great things that people around me, I think that they're capable of. And I always doubt myself as we talked about. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if that was like just for me thing or if it was, yeah, that's for most people. They can see it in other people, but not in themselves. And know, the flip side of, yeah. Well, on the flip side of that is it's also really easy to see the things, see the obstacles mm -hmm. to people meeting their see, potential. You are really good at that. And um, like to be like, Oh, well, if they just changed this, they'd yeah. be a lot better at these things. Or if they just eliminated that, it's, yeah, that's why sometimes I'm a total jerk to people because it's really obvious. And I'm like, you just need to stop doing this dumb thing. It's a waste of your time. Yeah. Do this. <laughs> Especially my nephews probably are so sick of hearing me say things like this. <laughs> you just stop this. You'll be much better off. Yeah. Um, but I like that you bring up the positive side of that because sure, we can see the things that people need to change. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, if they're, yeah. if you have a stewardship, and and you feel impressed to share that with them, then by all means. Yeah. It's not like I mean we're just being critical of no. like, oh, that person, they could really do better at No, know, but like, yeah, but that's but... what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you there are some of those, you know, yeah, cool that person needs to do better. Yep. But the cool part of that and the reason why I loved the way you worded it when you brought it up mm -hmm. is that you can also see their potential mm -hmm. and help them see it. You can mm -hmm. open their eyes to their own potential mm -hmm. through comments that you make or compliments that you give them mm -hmm. or encouragement or facilitating things that they do like mm -hmm. being able to 
see that they're really good. Like I remember when my nephew was six, Mm -hmm. I think maybe he was even younger. Um, and he, we, I can't remember what we had, but had something really dinky, like just a dinky camera or something. Mm -hmm. And we had just like taken some video and stuff like that. And he really loved the idea of making videos. Mm -hmm. And my sister bought him a really nice camera, like a, a, camcorder type camera yeah and this was back in like in the days of camcorders two, yeah camcorders <laughs> like the little tape in it uh-huh. early 2000s when all of them weren't digital yeah and um but it was expensive and i remember at the time i verbally harassed the heck out of my sister and was like yeah. what a waste of money what a stupid thing to get for a little kid he doesn't know how to value that yeah but he ended up making really great and I mean, not high quality production value, but really intelligently thought out and well-made videos as a six-year-old. And then went on, like, when he was, like, eight and nine, he and his brother would produce, like, full-on productions. That's amazing. Yeah, like, with, like, limited editing ability or, you know, software. Yeah, just put on the computer and edit it. Yeah, he'd, like, plan it out and record it in the sequence that it was going to be. Like, Uh all these really amazing things. And now, you know, here he is on his mission and he's been editing videos for the mission and yeah. and he's, you know, planning on incorporating that into his career plan and all that. Uh-huh. So my point being, um, well, first of all, I admit I was totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> number one, and that was, you know, I was 16 and not a parent and didn't know what I was talking yeah. about. Um, but number two, the more that you can reflect that potential that you see in people, then they start to stretch and build their capacity in those ways because they Mm -hmm. might not have seen it themselves or might not have realized that that was of value Uh and they take it for granted even, you know, like especially people who have like a real gift for art or for, you know, writing or for different things that Uh maybe isn't obviously of value. And then you can help them see that. Yeah. And then they start to stretch themselves and it becomes even more, meaningful to them and they're able to use it to serve others in new ways mm-hmm. yeah i mean i always admire those people that sincerely come up to you after you give a talk or a lesson in church or something and like talk to you about what you said yeah and not the people that are just like great talk or whatever yeah. <laughs> but the one they'll actually talk to you about like what you had talked about a little bit that's always really right. encouraging because those are things that are hard yeah for most a lot of people yeah and uh, that's definitely one that's been in, that's been helpful to me personally when I've gone out of my comfort zone and done something kind of hard or like when I play the piano and like the, in the primary program or yeah. in sacrament meeting or something like that. And then other people that either play the piano or don't come right, up and they're know. like, that was a really great job. That's because it's hard to play with kids. Yeah. It's hard to accompany kids. Yeah. So then they'll tell you like, you know, they kind of commiserate with you like about the difficult parts of it. And it right. kind of makes you feel like, okay, I feel encouraged about right. that. It's, I could do more. It has value and it, and people understand how much effort this even took. Uh huh. And that's the thing. So capacity building is going to be different for everybody. We're all running the same marathon, but we're not all going to be running at the same pace. And that's okay. That's a feature, not a bug. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you have to have patience with yourself, patience with other people. I'm calling myself out with that comment. Me too. <laughs> and and realize that it, it all depends on the Lord's view of things. Mm-hmm. And ultimately if we're seeking, if we're prayerful and we're seeking his inspiration, then we know 
what our true capacity, our true divine potential is. Mm -hmm. And I can think of nothing more satisfying when we get to the end of our mortal lives than to look back and know that everything we did was satisfactory to the Lord Mm -hmm. because that will be satisfactory to us. Mm -hmm. And I can think of nothing more devastating than looking back with our spiritual eyes and seeing all these things that we could have done mm-hmm. and and ways we could have grown and just thinking, oh, well, I was too afraid I didn't do that. Yeah. Or I was too distracted I didn't do that. Or I was too lazy I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, and so I encourage everyone listening to think and pray about that. To Think about how you have stretched in the past and what are you currently working on now or, or what could you be working on? And then the flip side of that is, Look at the people around you in your sphere of influence. What can you do to encourage them to reach their potential? Mm-hmm. Because there are so many examples that I could tell from my life that mm-hmm. it just took one little thing. Like you're talking about those little moments of when someone encourages you, someone reaches yeah. out to you. And those can really be powerful and they can stick with you. Mm-hmm. And the more of us that are committed to spreading that and to giving that encouragement and helping people in any way that we're prompted to do, mm-hmm. Think about how exponential that is because mm-hmm. then their capacity increases and they can go on to encourage other people and those go on to encourage other people mm-hmm. and we actually become the hands of the Lord. Yeah, He needs us to do his work. He doesn't want weak warriors and weak soldiers. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want, what did the, I can't remember how the prophet word it was like, lax learners, yeah. lazy learners. Lazy learners, and, that was it. Yeah. yeah, and lax disciples. Yeah. He doesn't need that. The Lord needs dedicated people who are working or mm-hmm. putting in the time, the effort and the sacrifice. And it's uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Capacity building is uncomfortable. It's yeah. awkward. You are going to create cringe sometimes and yeah. be cringe sometimes. <laughs> so what? Move on. Yeah. It's, it's way better to try something and fail and learn from your failure than to just wonder if you should have tried or if you should have or could have done something differently. And one thing I was thinking about was just um, sometimes I feel like I get stuck. Like, I think I don't really know how (laughs) I need to, which direction I need to go, what I need to do Mm -hmm. for myself to grow at this time. When Like when in one of those more stale Mm -hmm. times or like if I don't really know, how could I help somebody around me? Yeah. Um, I always just start with prayer, like, Obviously, if this is a Sunday school answer, but it's because it's so important. Is and it's that, so easy to forget. I know. It's the Sunday so, school answers are the first ones we one. that fall by the wayside. I know. There's a reason why they always repeat them in conference yeah. and stuff. So there's been tons of times where I prayed, like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do next. And have had answers that are things that I was able to act on. Yeah. I remember for a while before when I was single, just feeling like I was at a stale point. Um, with myself, with my spiritual growth. And then I felt prompted to like take my fasting more seriously. Mm-hmm. And so then we were, when it was when we were in the ocean branch. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've already doxxed. I forgot. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. I said the name of the, oh, no. the singles branch. <laughs> anyway, but it was, so it was funny. rough because we would be fasting. Um, we didn't get out of church until like five o'clock or something yeah, yeah. pretty late. Cause we had to have ours really late. Yeah. Thought I'd have like a really long fast. And um, then they'd have like a supper 
afterward where everyone just break their fast together. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me because I couldn't have my like fasting prayer. prayer like I would yeah. like to have a prayer alone, not just a like group prayer yeah. to end my fast. So then I would just always leave, you know, right before yep. and say my little prayer thing. And so yep. then, I mean, you know where this is going, but <laughs> just funny because I would do that every single week. I'd go find a classroom that's empty because the whole church building was empty by that time say my own prayer and then I'd come back in. Mm -hmm. So then I did that for a couple of years and then we got engaged and we were going to get married. And then I remember one of the branch presidents, you remember this? (laughs) He was like, this is perfect because you and Todd are the two I always see you leave on. And I've never seen you doing it. I know, and you I didn't always you did it. left on <laughs> when we were for our breaking the fast prayer. Yeah. And you'd go off and you were obviously going to say your own prayer. <laughs> like, so funny. Like, this we is had, a perfect match. <laughs> we had both had that. But that had been something I'd felt specifically prompted to do. Yeah. And it had helped me grow a ton yeah. with my fasting. So Right. Anyway, it's just funny. And it's funny that we never noticed the other sneaking off because yeah. we were busy sneaking off ourselves. <laughs> there was just the 10 minutes where everyone was like, huh, not an Amber. I know where to be I seen. Sneak back in and get line for my food. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's uh, a great thing about having singles branch in the late afternoon at the steak center. There's tons no, of rooms where there you can go a for a quiet prayer. Yep. That's anyway, really funny. that's just a, an example of this one thing that had yeah. stuck out to me. And those those subtle promptings can seem uh, insignificant at the moment. But mm-hmm. again, I'm going to keep beating this drum. <laughs> when you act on the promptings of today, you can prepare for the promptings that may come tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if you don't act on the ones from today, tomorrow's promptings may never come. Yeah. And if you didn't notice, everybody, the second coming is happening. <laughs> it's real. It's going to happen. And we're preparing the earth for it. So it's not going to get easier. Things aren't going to get more calm and mellow. Mm -hmm. You're not going to need a weaker testimony. You're not going to need (laughs) to put in less effort. Your church responsibilities aren't going to decrease. We are all here ramping up, preparing for these final, final periods of the last days. So get busy (laughs) and increase your capacity. And the Lord will astound you with who you are. Do you have any idea who you are? That's my question. Because if you don't, the Lord does, and you can ask him for eyes to see it. You can find out. Exactly. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate everything that you do for us, and we hope that our words can sometimes amuse you, sometimes inspire you, and maybe just sometimes pass the time with you so you're slightly (laughs) entertained or less bored. (laughs) And occasionally, it's the perfect amount of time for your commute so we've heard (laughs) all right everybody until next time increase your capacity and we'll talk to you later bye